Welcome back to Growth Purposes Only Podcast with me, your host, Princess Serafina. Before we get into today's topic, I did want to send an invite for you guys to go to our YouTube channel and subscribe for Growth Purposes Only. In the description box, you will find a link that's to our waiting list where you can submit topic requests, guest host requests, and also first access ability to all new releases of episodes. You can also find this link in my Instagram bio. My Instagram name is underscore Princess Serafina. Today's episode title is What's Next? I've encountered a spiritual awakening where I was chosen by God to now share my testimony with you all. Most times we believe that the people that are chosen by God are the people with no problems. They seem very peaceful, but God doesn't receive redemption through them. After all, there is no saving. So I just want you to know that just because you have fought battles and you have sinned constantly, just like myself, that you are the chosen ones because God can receive glory through your redemption. Although I'm sharing my journey, I just want to remind you that this journey is not linear. There is no straight path to the end. I experience a lot of setbacks. I experience a lot of times where I want to go back to old patterns, go back to old ways. And I think for the most part, that's where my comfort lies. So I had to remind myself that that is where I'm trying to come from, where I'm trying to grow from. And I can also use those experiences to help you all as well. A lot of times my faith is tested and faith to me is having like the belief in something that is not present to have unwavering faith to believe in the impossible and sometimes that's very hard to do when your circumstances are what they are I've encountered so many tests of faith and in those moments I didn't understand that that what was going on I really just felt like things weren't what they claimed to be so I had a lot of times where I had to overcome challenges. Something very personal to me would be my career field. I've had a great first two years. I'm currently a third year teacher. And I've just come to the point of where I'm not happy here anymore. And it's been a challenging year. I made a school switch and I had to do what was best for me because I wanted to be valued for my work. I'm very much an overachiever, so working for a school that doesn't recognize teachers as individuals, more so as pawns, and I don't say pawns in a negative way, but when you, the larger institution you work for, the less of value you have because they have bigger things to worry about. So I like to be valued in my work. So working in charter schools provide me that value, and I love the intimacy of my workspace. This year has been very trying. The beginning of the year going in, um, I was told I had 14 students. And you would think, 14 students? That's nothing. Yeah, me too. I thought that too. But what really set in for me was that these were 14 students that had a real layback year in third grade. And then not only that, they're all on different levels. So it was. this has been a very challenging year for me different behaviors, um, a school where these kids have been together since about, I want to say second, maybe kindergarten. So like I'm trying to break behaviors and bonds and, you know, routines that have been set far before my arrival. 
And there's been times where I've cried. I've never cried, like, from students before. So this was, like, very trying for me. Um, I've had moments where I wanted to quit. I've had moments where I'm like, maybe this isn't for me anymore. Um, Because if I can impact 30, why can't I impact 14, you know? But I had to take a step back and realize that my thoughts alone about the situation was becoming of me. A lot of times our negative thoughts get in the way of our perception. I already knew from going in, I'm a very observant person, I already knew going in that these children would like love me, you know? I've always had that reaction from my students, but going in here, it was like a different, very, very different. It looked more so like, how can we get over on her? And I just couldn't understand. I was trying every technique and that I had in my teacher toolbox and it was just like failure after failure after failure to the point where I'm just like yeah I don't know I talked to my principal about it you know I got the support that I needed but it still wasn't happening in the pace that I wanted I had a paraprofessional in my room as well and she was had just about had it with them as well so it was just like everybody's so mad at them like everybody was just expressing anger including myself I realized I had to challenge myself in the classroom I had to challenge these behaviors I had to challenge their their attitudes their mindsets and apply what I know to be true that I cared, that I really wanted them to be successful. It started with me being more firm, getting back to that no-nonsense nurturer that I am. You know, too much of something people don't appreciate. They already had the experience with the leniency, so me coming in off the jump with the fun wasn't, you know, unfamiliar to them. So I had to bring all of that back and go back into no-nonsense. Like, I'm not going for anything. And demand my respect in the classroom. I will say that had impacted them more and more. My paraprofessional ended up, you know, retiring, and now it's just me. So I realized during that time that they had built a codependency with her where she wanted them to learn so much and she cared about them that she kind of um, enabled them in a way to rely on her for all their work needs. There was no intrinsic rewards for these students. They had no motivation on their own to want to complete their work. So when she was out of the classroom, I realized like, yeah, now it's time to instill in them the things they needed to be successful. So I challenged myself, I challenged the students, and here in end of January, we're just now finding our rhythm. I can honestly say going into work feels different now. I feel in control of my classrooms. Just about every student gives me a hug before they leave. So I'm learning that I had to, another experience that I had to experience in the wilderness of like fighting my way through an obstacle, through a battle. I, I truly believe now that everything is an illusion. Emotions are just emotions. When we have experienced grief, um, I allow my emotions to come and then I also allow my emotions to pass. So that gives me the ability to realize that it's I've been here before and I've gotten out of it. The same with fear. Um, getting on this platform alone was hard for me. To record my first episode was so hard for me and now I'm at a place of building my confidence to come on here and share. It feels great each and every day that I'm able to talk in front of a camera. Even on social media, I'm not really like a talker. So to be able to come on here confidently and share my experiences and talk 
to you all through a camera and about everything I've been through and ways to help you as well has been, it sits so well with my spirit. Like I feel so confident, I'm much more happier. So it's like overcoming these things that have had a hold on me for so long felt so good. The space that I am in today allows me to realize that I'm not alone physically or spiritually. So when I'm in these unforeseen circumstances, I have like pep talks with myself where I'm like, P, you got this. You know, you've been here before. You've done this before. This too shall pass is one of my favorite sayings to myself. You will make it through this. That helps me along the way. If I feel sadness, I'll let it come and then I'll let it go. And then I'm right back at it. Like fear is really just an illusion. Anytime I'm scared, I'll be like, what are you scared of? Like, what is it? I have these talks with myself and then I confirm these with God. Like prayer has been my best friend. Every time, everything, any moment, I will stop and pray. And it really does bring ease to me to know that I'm not alone. And it reminds me through prayer that I'm not alone. I'm able to speak with God about whatever is bothering me. And then after that, I just feel a sense of peace. I've also experienced things that help me along my way. So I'm definitely into my Bible. I am reading my Bible every day. At least I'm trying every day. I am in Bible study that definitely keeps me on my course. Um, that has really helped me. Even when I'm praying, I ask God to remove fear, doubt, you know, anything, anxiety, stress from my mind because I know that he will make things possible. And so I feel, I find security in that once I've asked. So naturally on my own, I just stop like being scared. I stop doubting myself. I stop stressing over things. It just brings that ease and comfort knowing that God's with me and that he's willing to do what He what I ask him to do in the midst of everything. So I advise everyone to do that as well. Build a relationship with God and that ultimately help you with the relationships you have with other people. Facing my negative thoughts too, that goes hand in hand with that. I used to like have negative distortions is what my therapist would call them negative distortions so like where I would create a scene of in my head about something that has not yet to happen and then I would believe it so the way to conquer that I would remind myself of reality of like what's actually going on and kind of like battle that and then tie it in with prayer and then tie it in with things I know to be true I always make it out of every situation that has helped me a lot um, with my negative thoughts. Because like I said, it, fear is really just an illusion. Even in scary movies, I don't watch scary movies at all just because of the fact that I don't want to be scared. Who wants to be scared? Some people find joy in that. But I realize now that it's just a movie and there's no need to find fear in it. And it's almost preparation too, in the weird way. The biggest thing that has helped me this far is wisdom. A lot of us experience situations every time for the first time and it's really not fair in it to our pastimes because we went through it we should learn from it and that's where that's what wisdom is so I apply that now to situations when I'm in tough situations or when I'm in my negative thoughts I've been here before you've gotten out of it before this is what you have to do and that also provides ease to my mind in those tough situations I think that me talking to other people when they're having tough times also reminds me that I'm talking to myself. So I do that a lot when um, people come to me to vent or 
have something they want to share, I'm normally talking to both of us at the same time. I'll even have moments where I pause, like, dang, I'm talking to me too. Like, you know, so it's it's so funny how things of how my confidence shows up for other people, then it definitely shows up for me too. So to get back to the teaching part of the topic of what's next. So I relate this to Abraham's experience in Genesis where he builds this covenant with God about the plan and for his descendants, the land that God is going to promise his descendants and a son because Abraham had not had a son with his wife, Sarah. And they were becoming of age, like they were very old. And even Sarah laughed, like a son, not at my old age. And that reminds me, like in my career, this classroom, it's we're past December. They still haven't gotten it together. What what are we doing? I don't I don't see it turning around. And that's where our faith is tested. God is going to do everything he said he was. Slowly but surely, I changed my mind. I changed my mind about how I felt about the school, how I felt about the class, and eliminating those negative thoughts, those distortions that didn't provide me a sense of ease helped along the journey. I began to realize like how I felt about the situation is how I showed up. They're not going to listen. They don't want to do their work independently, not knowing that that's what I got every single day. So the moment I changed my mind about them, they need my help. They can do this. They just need someone to foster these behaviors. And that's who I became for them. And that is what warranted a new behavior a new change in my classroom. I will say they're much more productive. They want to get it done. I'm preaching every day for sure, but you know, they are getting it now. Like I'm reiterating the importance of being independent, wanting to be better and not relying on others to do the work for them. My desire is to build lifelong learners I love to learn, so I hope that I inspire students to want to learn more, to be open to learning and not so closed off. A lot of kids show up because their parents sent them. A lot of kids show up because they want to be there. A lot of kids show up because what else is there to do all day? But I want to be able to impact the lives of children and let them know that their current circumstances are not where they have to stop. It's not the whole future. I know that the progress isn't perfect right now, but I realize that it's progress and that's all it is. We, I even changed practice does not make perfect. It makes progress. So the more I emphasize that into them, like the more you practice these skills, the better you'll get at them. It helps them. It also helps me because I feel like they're listening to me and I also get the results that I need as the educator. So just changing my mind. That's all I had to do. Get rid of the negative distortions, get rid of the negative talks, you know, remind myself that I have a job to do and it's to foster these children's education. And that's what I'm here to do. So as much as I want a career change, I understand this is where God wants me for now. I understand that I have a purpose here and I'm going to do everything I can to help these children conquer their goals. So as I continue to go to work every day, I'm really trusting God's plan for my life. And no matter what my current circumstances are, that is not the finish lines. Everybody has to go through a test of faith. And I truly believe this is one of the biggest tests of tests of faith for myself, especially since this is something I've wanted to do since I was a child. And I know that he's using me so I have to be open to whatever that is. Just like Abraham, he has to be open to whatever God's plan is. So 
no matter how hard the impossible looks, it is definitely possible. And I hope that everyone listening can relate to this situation in some way, shape, or form that we're all going to be challenged. There's no one easy way. There's no one route to get to a destination. And any path that looks straight and narrow is most certainly not. God's plan does not come with straight and narrow. We're all promised suffering here on earth. We're all promised death. So you can't possibly believe in that way that Things are just going to be perfect just because you know God now. Like, that's that's where he wants you to be now so you can exercise your faith. And that's what I have to do at work on a daily. Like I said, I do go to Bible study. Um, I'm heavily in my Bible, getting familiar with God's word and his promises. And then I also read on my own, which also helps me. I even have moments when I read and I was like, oh. So this means obedience. Like, this means listen. Okay. And then me and God have our talks. And then... I let him lead the way. So I hope that on your journey, you don't get disencouraged. I hope you find a way through it. I hope that you keep pushing through. Failure is not an option. And it's okay to go backwards. It's okay to fall. You just have to get back up. Don't stay there. Got to get back up and realize this is all part of the journey. I just want to thank you guys for taking the time out to tune in today with me and listen to my story. And I hope you continue to come back and remember, grow gracefully.